0: Okay, this is the Knife Journal podcast. This is episode 4 and uh I'm Kyle Versteg and my compadre is Jim Noka. He's the boss I'm introducing today because he's uh real real tired. <laughs> you had a you had a my, big weekend. My um, my butt's a little bit dragging
1: today. I uh went out to the USN show uh last Thursday. I left the Yeah, I left Thursday morning. And, uh, came back Sunday at, well, actually Monday morning, 3 a.m. is when I got back. I left, uh, Sunday, I left Sunday morning, Vegas time at seven and basically oh. flew, traversed the country. <laughs> I transected the country by air several times, I think, and landed Jeez. in Detroit. And then I had, uh, about a four and a half hour drive home. And, uh, mm. I'm, I'm, uh, my butt's dragging today. I I'm yeah. I'm not sorry to say, but I guess I am sorry to say. But I'm it's it's I'm kinda of slow today. I'm not quite uh today would be a good day for you to punch the hell out of me because, <laughs> because I, I'm probably I might not get, gonna get be a able lick to or two <laughs> I don't think so just,
0: a, go just for the, the people that haven't heard the previous podcasts, uh the USN show is um Usual Suspects Network, which is a uh, internet forum for um, guys that like outdoors gadgets and toys and knives and that sort of thing, from what I can gather. And they had a huge uh, show called the Gathering in uh, Las Vegas that Jim went to. And,
1: and it was a it was a great show. I mean, it was an extremely good show. There was a lot of beautiful knives there. Um, anywhere from. You know there were some knives there that were probably ten thousand uh, dollars. I, I had heard the one of the numbers I heard was a lottery that they had on Friday night to get a couple makers' knives, and um, the sale was after the lottery was had. The knives were sold, and the number was like two hundred and seventy or two hundred eighty thousand dollars where the knives were
0: sold after that lottery, and the people had to. Get in a lottery just to be able to buy from these particular makers,
1: like Ernie Emerson and I think Mick Strider. I'm not sure all who was involved in it, but it was there was a lot of lot of money traded hands on Saturday night or Friday night, and then which made Saturday uh, a little better day for selling stuff because uh, the guys that were holding out because they didn't know if they were going to get drawn or not um, Mm -hmm. went ahead and spent their money the next day. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yep. Do you meet any uh, interesting people there? Uh lots of interesting people. There, there actually is a lot of interesting people at this show. Um there I'm thinking that there was I haven't I haven't seen what the gate numbers were, but uh looking over the crowd it seemed to be on Friday somewhere around 2,000 people at the show.
2: Ooh.
1: And uh there was it was a it was a pretty good show. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of purveyors there, um, Neil from, uh, Two North Knives was there, Les Dassis was there from Benchmade, um, uh, Spyderco, there was some, there was some, uh, some of the, um, the high-end folding companies were there. Cool. Um, then, then, and then just a ton of Maker, the Begg brothers were there, uh, they yeah. have that TV show on, I think it's Discovery, so that was, it was interesting, um scrimshanders there was it was a, the the show has kind of a tactical flair to it um yeah and so there's a lot of high-end tactical type knives there um, a little bit of gear but not a whole lot i think there was probably three or four um booths that were selling um like hats and bags and that kind of stuff
0: you know yeah like going gear you said Yeah. There... yep now for some reason i thought that was some it was a friend of yours no, I think um I think there was somebody there. It was uh was Andy Roy there? Or uh Dylan Fletcher? From Uh there they have their own Andy Roy is uh Fiddleback Forge. Oh, you know what I did not see him. Yeah, well the I, I looked at the list on Usual Suspects Network and there were Supposed, listed on the vendors there were a couple that i knew there but i don't i don't have it open right now to be able to tell you who it was but
1: yeah i i didn't see them but that doesn't hmm. mean they weren't there i i was i was pretty busy running around the floor and talking to people and doing some promoting for um obviously the podcast for the magazine for the multimedia magazine i got a bunch of people to download it while we were there on the floor so that was kind of fun cool um no, it was it was generally just a good show. Uh, I think the purveyors have a good time with it because they uh, they have access to a lot of makers, and and because the crowds are are uh, are not like a typical like a like a blade show where your you know your butt's bumping the the people yeah, behind you. Yeah, you know? crazy busy. Yeah, they they had a little bit more time to to visit, mm-hmm. um, which was which was fun. That's the manufacturers were a little more relaxed and they were because they weren't inundated because all of the fancy makers were there. Tom Mayo was there. Had a nice sure. conversation with him. I like Tom. Tom's a good guy. He really cut his finger, um, polishing a blade, I guess, just before he came and he took like a oh, I would say, an easy half inch chunk out of his index finger. Um oh, at, man. At, it was nasty. It was it was nasty, nasty, nasty. Sure. So But all in all, a very good show. Lots, I mean, just the the demeanor in the crowd is is uh, um, very brotherly, and and I say that in a not like you want to kill your brother, but in a (laughs) you know Cain and Abel sense. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But it was a it was a very uh, very close knit group of people. Um, No drama. No uh, that I could see. There was no drama. There was no Um, somebody had, had lost an envelope full of cash. And when I say an envelope full of cash, I'm talking just south of 10 grand cash.
0: Oh my God.
1: And, uh, somebody else found it and promptly turned it in. I mean, so, I mean, you don't hear about things like that at at a typical show. Um, Mm -hmm. when you talk about an envelope full of cash like that, a lot of times it'll just end up just missing. Yeah, you know, hey, there's a casino over here and yeah, uh, you know, a lot of a hmm. lot of high-end knives, none of them uh got lifted. Hmm. You know, it was yeah, it cool. was just a uh um you know, ProTech guys were there. They do a oh, cool. they, they do a nice they do a nice job with their knives. Um they made a um an Emerson CQC7 automatic USN knife. That was kind of cool. Um, cool. So I mean all in all it was a it was a uh um, a, a real nice show. Very, very nice show, very relaxed, um, you know, not a non stress show. Cool. Which I think is nice.
0: Nicely laid so, out. The next um the next big show is like shot, right? Or is there something e- between now and then?
1: Well there's a couple custom knife shows in California coming up. Uh-huh. And then uh um uh, in September is the Knife Makers Guild show. See, so, yeah, I think the end of September, and that's in I think in Kentucky somewhere this year. You go you going to any of those or I I might go to the custom shows in California, but maybe not, and only because I've got a wedding coming up. Yeah, in in October. So I'm I'm pretty booked until uh, until after the wedding, and then I yeah actually, my youngest boy is getting married so.
0: That's kind of cool. and Well, well, I have some good news. you got some good news. What do you got going? Yes. Well, you remember I couldn't go to the Grind in at Bark River. Uh-huh. Now you can. And uh, now I can. Oh, you're so awesome. So I'll be there. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. And then um, the the thing I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to leave uh, Thursday. Uh-huh. I closed out my Friday. I'm going to leave Thursday afternoon and camp halfway between uh, Spirit Lake, Iowa, which is where I have a clinic and uh, m- and Mike's place. I'm going to try to find some wilderness why don't, that allows like backwoods camping why don't, and go back in there. Why don't you
1: just get on a plane and fly to Flint and then I'll pick you up and you can and then I can just you can just stay here. We'll drive over there together and then um,
0: well I'll look. Uh, you mean um, Detroit? Well the,
1: Detroit or Flint, it doesn't matter, either one. You can fly
0: into Pelson. Well, well, you it. can fly it's, into Pelson if you want. I mean that's like it's right like, up the street, but it's like six hundred bucks though to fly so I was, don't know. I'll I'll look at it. It's four dollar like, gas, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I have that hoopty that's yeah. <laughs> that gets uh, good good mileage, yeah, although but, it's it's looking like it's gonna die. I was um, just gonna say,
1: what happens if the hoopty dies halfway?
0: Yeah. That's the thing. It it is looking rough. I have to take it to the hoopty doctor tomorrow afternoon. Oh, what's the matter with it? Oh, it's it's um when I am driving it's not getting full power. And the last time it was acting like that it was the distributor. Ah. This time uh, it's probably
1: the dilithium crystals.
0: <laughs> or the muffler belt, huh? <laughs> yeah. It
1: could be the muffler well,
0: belt. Yeah, well and then over the winter, uh, I've got this broken down like tumble down garage and some squirrel got up in it and ate the ate the uh casings on the uh wires the spark plug wires oh nice and apparently they're they're making them out of corn or something that a squirrel <laughs> would want to eat it S- <laughs> stupid ass squirrels but... and That's of course okay. i've been on a squirrel uh, armageddon around the house since then
1: dude you need a dog like we have
0: oh yeah you need a,
1: you need the you need the uh the the red bone coon dog yeah they take care of it i'm oh, sure yeah yeah she eats more squirrels than i think most southerners
0: do oof that's saying something mm-hmm. <laughs> yep well so anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to go up to that i'll look into a flight if it's if it's like three or four hundred bucks i would probably be worth it but uh You know, it's like six or seven hundred bucks to fly up there. If you fly,
1: if you fly into, uh, if you fly into Flint on Thursday, I'll, uh, I'll come grab you. Okay. And that would be fun. We'll just, we'll we'll ride up in, uh, in the beastly jeep. (laughs) Really? Clap.
2: (laughs) Call from
1: Jimmy Nota. That's my son. Hang on a second. I gotta answer this. Okay. Hey Jumbo. Hey, what's
2: the price of rice in China?
1: Uh, we're I have you recording right now. We're recording our podcast.
2: Oh, it's not it. I want to be there.
1: Well, I got a quick question for you. Maybe you can be on it for a second. All
2: right.
1: How many? How many? Um, when you were in Iraq, how many big knives did you see in Iraq? Big fixed blade knives.
2: Uh, about half a dozen in my in my.
1: Shut up. What kind? Oh, okay. Mostly K-bars, huh? Mostly K-bars. Yeah. I really didn't know how to use them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. um, uh, What about expensive folding knives? Was there any expensive folding knives there?
2: Yeah, I saw a good number of those. CRKT, Columbia River Knife School, Kershaw, and then... uh,
1: so pretty much anything you could buy at the PX.
2: Yeah, mostly. Yep. Yeah,
1: you know, except the Benchmade's, which I don't know. I guess you can get them at the at the PX or Benchmade's.
2: You, you can get them.
1: And then you found that automatic. You traded you traded something for that that what, that Benchmade.
2: I traded a Gerber tool for a for a, an automatic a Benchmade automatic that the guy was sharpening with a literally using a rock to try and sharpen I mean, it. It looked like a butter knife.
1: <laughs> which I promptly sent back to Benchmade. What did you get A 5,000?
0: Yeah. Who's
1: no, this we're no, talking that, to? That's
0: I, I had one of those I lost. It's my son, Jim. Oh, okay. So he's, he's, uh, so we have a, we have a special impromptu guest. All right,
2: you
0: to get back to work. <laughs> well, we're, we're just talking with right here, Jim. This is what the podcast is all
1: about. You can be a guest. Kyle just said that you're, you're an impromptu guest. So, so we have a call in radio caller. <laughs> <laughs> our very first, <laughs> our very first. <laughs> Anyways, and so I'm watching him on. Uh, right now, you just got your five thousand, huh? Yeah. No. Let me no, see
0: if 5, I can. Five thousand was
2: the video. Five thousand the one that I lost. That was actually that's one of my one of my favorite Benchmade automatic knives. Um, I forget actually the exact model of the one that that
1: I that you sent back to Benchmade. The the one I sent back to Benchmade was the A. Armed Forces Only, the AFO, and uh, the other was um, the other was a 5000 Presidio, and I I guess I didn't realize you lost it. What the hell did you lose it for? I
2: actually was stolen. It was, uh, we were, our platoon was leaving our gear in an area where our company was also leaving their gear, and someone was going through the bags and found my my Presidio. Nice pretty
1: upset about that for a little while nice nice well that's too bad we'll have to we'll have to come up with another one um kyle just got just got one
2: see i
1: really
2: like it i mean it's good looking night yeah and, and yeah. useful I mean, you know it
1: can't be very sharp yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. Benchmade yeah. that bench makes good stuff oh yeah yeah all right chief i'm gonna let you go because we're like neck deep in this so uh, I'll give you a call later on today, okay? All
2: right, bye-bye.
1: Everything's good, eh? Everything's great. Okay, talk to uh, you in a bit. Oh, I'm, go ahead.
2: A shout-out to all those uh, podcast fans. You did what? I <laughs> said a shout-out to all those uh, podcasts, all your podcast fans.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> talk to you after a while. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was interesting. I hope I hope the audio comes through okay. It's... uh. You were basically just holding the speakerphone up to the mic, right? Right, right. right. Okay. And if it comes if, through, it comes through. We can use it. We can use it. If not, that's fine, too. Well, so anyway, back to uh, business here. Yeah. Um, what were we – oh, we were talking about uh, the grind in. Yep, 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 yep. So yep. I, that's on my schedule. I'll be up there one way or another, um, hoopty, If hopefully in my hooptie. If not um, – I'll have to find another way. Maybe I can rent a car, <laughs> like a yeah. Ford Fusion or something.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, you can um, you can bring that uh, bring those knives up too and work on your handles a little bit if you want to.
0: Yeah, that's what I was was thinking. And um, there's a f- friend of mine uh, uh, in Kansas City who bought a uh, bought a thirty inch lawnmower blade. <laughs> oh and uh he's sending it up my way and the i i think he has the idea that that we'll make a I'll make a couple big uh knives out of that just a pair mhm and uh i I'll have to look at the steel but this guy has like massive hands they're like sasquatch hands or something and um i'm going to try to make him something out of that I'll probably try to make a pair of them haven't decided on the blade shape yet because i have to see the steel but i'll probably i'm going to try to get that done before i leave to go up there but we'll see all right uh,
1: yeah no now you you start out with your blade and then you forge it into the shape that you need
0: yeah i well that i i had there's two ways i do it one is um my favorite way is just to get a lawnmower blade and Man, I get some heat from like real knife makers and real blacksmiths because I'm doing everything like all jacked up mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't like that I'm starting with unknown steel and they they well, absolutely have a point, yeah they're right um but uh you know the the ones that I've made that 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 one uh, parang that you used mm-hmm. you know it works mm-hmm. you know and, and and of course I could if i could, you know, get a better steel and stuff, you know, i it probably end up being a better knife and if but then i'd be into a whole different kind of category uh that i'm not ready to go into yet. Um but i there's two ways i do it. One is to um actually forge whatever i'm making and then the other way is just like the standard stock removal. Mhm. And um now how do you uh, the thing i guess
1: is how do you heat treat them? How do you decide
0: what heat treat method you, are you going to Well, um, if if it's an unknown steel, like the lawnmower blades, I kind of fiddled around and experimented until I got something that I thought was pretty hard um, by scratching it with a file and all that, mm-hmm. and um, I heat it up till it's non-magnetic, mm-hmm. and then I uh, quench it in peanut oil, uh, and then... In penis oil? <laughs> uh, peanut. Peanut. <laughs> oh, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that Carver guy, you know? <laughs>
2: like,
0: <laughs> well, I thought I was... I, I, okay.
1: Well, that so anyway, makes more sense, because I'm thinking, or, where how you get oil out of that? I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: well, it, at any rate...
1: Um, okay, now, for our fans, you are turning red now. You'd think that a doctor would not turn red.
0: Well, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, reserved <laughs> guy. If you notice, we... We bleep out the swear words usually on our
1: show. Um You know you missed one on me last time. I did? You did.
2: Mm
0: hmm Ooh. Yep,
2: I'll you have did. Yep, they did
0: that. Be more careful. <laughs> well no, I'm not gonna at this point. Um you know, it's kind of a pg G thirteen thing. We are dealing with knives after all and and monkey business, so there's gonna be some stuff that comes up occasionally. But
1: Yeah. And you usually are just, pretty good about that, but I was really surprised. One you you missed one on me, and then you then you followed up and you got yours. So I was like, what the heck? Is he doing that on purpose?
0: No, I, I just missed it, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I quench them in peanut oil, okay. and then uh, and then to uh, temper it, I put it in the oven at 400 for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I, I I always test every time after I do the quenching, just to make sure that I got you know, a nice even hardness throughout the blade. And then if I did, then, then it goes in the oven. And, you know, the cool thing is, is if you make a mistake and it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to with the right hardness, you just put it back in the forge and try again. And um, so that's, it. basically, I, I kind of do an experimental thing with that. And the stuff I make out of 1095 is much the same, only, you know, it's a known steel, so I don't have to experiment as much with that. But, uh, anyway, um, let's, uh, just quickly touch on, we did get some emails. Yes, we we did.
1: Uh, you know what? I have to, are you, can you read them right now or you want me to pull one out?
0: Well, I'm, I'm just going to go by the first name. Um, one we got on September 2nd was from Ron and he suggests that we try the Leatherman Wingman because it's half the price of a Juice 2 and, Thanks a bunch. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. The next time I'm in a place where I can uh, look at it and handle it, I'll uh, I'll give it a look. Mm-hmm. And then he he suggested another knife for us to look at, um, thinking you know uh, there's a chance we'd geek out about it, and that's the Johnson Adventure Blades, and it's a Seek model S E E K. So uh, I looked it up. I looked up uh, Johnson Adventure. Blades and they're I guess they're made in Nebraska, right? Yep. And uh he's he I think he's a designer for K-Bar because it looks like he he makes a prototype and then it gets made by um, K-Bar. Yeah. He's got. Go ahead. Yes, he he I've met him at the at the blade show and at the shot show. He's a nice
1: guy. He's a he's uh-huh. a pretty hardcore hunter. Um, very nice guy, and he he has some interesting designs on his knives. Uh, and and K Bar has done a pretty good job with them. I'm not. I don't know how they sell, but uh-huh. but they look pretty reasonable. They're not they're not terribly expensive. Uh huh.
0: Have are you able to are you able to find a picture of that seek? Um, it's uh. If you there's a they have a Facebook page. I don't know if I sent that to you. Well, I, I got if you. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, I do actually for their seek. What's that? Do you see how it's got kind of the ridges on the on the uh, blade? Those vertical ridges. What's that?
1: This is a. This looks like a knife that's designed by a gun guy.
0: <laughs> Paul, okay. Paul Mark
1: Paul Markle is a gun guy. Okay. And uh, so I, I'm not quite sure. It's once again the thought is that I mean I don't want to cut anybody down, but. The kind of the thought that because you do one thing fairly well, you can cross over into something else and do it equally as well. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And, and well, it, looked, it doesn't it looked, always it doesn't always mean. But that. what's that grind? I, I I don't know what that grind is. You know, with uh, are you with seeing the, the same yep. picture that I am? Yep, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. It looks like it's the whole blade is serrated right up to the top uh-huh um i think it's just looks okay i mean i can't imagine that helping you do anything except that it looks nice to some people it's
0: pretty cool looking yeah. i like and the the handle is like a, a big loop it's it's not really a it's like basically like a loop right there's not really a handle on it just a loop of steel but i thought that was you know pretty neat looking it's probably um again i'm I'm more into the the functional aspects of knives, um, but it, yeah, I thought it looked pretty neat. You know that blade. That blade would
1: be, I think, an extremely interesting um, neck knife.
0: Uh huh.
1: But I don't see the. I really don't even see the reasons behind the, the those grooves. Um. I mean, it's literally the whole cutting area is looks like a. Like the like the knife that you have in your hand right now. Yeah, with the
0: yeah the okay. So for you guys can't see it, but if you if you just go to the Adventure Blades uh, Seek S E E K Facebook page and they've they've got it on there. Um, but it, it's on the blade where you'd normally have like a, a flat grind or you know whatever kind of grind you're gonna do. They it's got like a bunch of vertical ridges that go up the entire height of the blade, so it's like it's like a serrated edge um, with the just throughout the entire blade. So the serrations instead of stopping where they usually do, um, go all the way up the knife. Is is basically the best way I could describe that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. It's a pretty neat looking knife. Um he's got his his other stuff I liked a little better. It's got uh he's got those ones that kinda look like they're a takeoff on the Kukri design. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh it's got a kind of a recurve, uh what's the one? The bacon maker mm-hmm. and the pot belly and mm-hmm. all those. Mm-hmm. And they it's kind of a takeoff on the Kukri. And I guess those are being made by uh by K bar now, mm-hmm. so kudos to him. He's got a gig. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, uh, let's see, the other email we got is from, uh, Murph. Yes, sir. Right? Yep. Yeah. And he was, uh...
1: He was kind of... He was... I got, a, I got a feeling like he was kind of excited that we, uh... That we mentioned his M18... M118? M18, yeah.
0: Yeah. M18. And, uh,
2: I'm sorry.
0: thought he... Well, he... I get a lot of, um, private chatter about the podcast. Um, uh, he was saying, uh... He sent me a text saying that he, he downloaded the first episode and he sent you this after the first episode, and then he listened to the next two back to back at work. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but uh, no, it's so, uh, you know, we're getting some pretty positive feedback on the podcast. That's nice good. to hear that.
1: Yep, it is nice good.
0: to hear that people like it and stuff. Yep, yep. And then, uh, let's see, I saw another knife. Remember, we, we had the conversation uh, about. Um, putting a guard on a full tang knife mm-hmm. and we talked about um uh different ways you could do it and different ways it's been done and i think one you said it was like a uh mitered handle or something mortised mortised Mort- mortised mm-hmm. so you you have the basically on the tang of the knife instead of it going all the way to the top of the handle um and then putting scales on you have uh you know, like a quarter inch or or however much of the tang missing. Mm-hmm. And then you cut, you make your handle, and then you cut a slit th- it through the handle to be able to set it on top of the tang. And then you put the guard in front of that. that that's one way. But uh, there's a knife um, that I saw on our very first podcast subscriber's Facebook page, Jonathan Eldridge. He mm-hmm. has a knife by... Um, jones brothers and it's their jk18 model and i sent you a picture of that right it's basically a massive um what what i would classically describe as a a bowie pattern although the original bowie was a uh was a basically a chef's knife it was what it looks like to me right but but this is this is classically what i would describe as a bowie knife and it's uh got a 10 inch blade um with a, It's got a choil in front of the handle, but then it's got a guard, and the, the guard is um, just part of the tang, and then they put the mic- micarta scales uh, over the top of that guard and then pinned it. So I, I thought that was kind of a neat-looking thing, um, you know, just one of those oddities I, that you see. I actually visited with Barry while I was at the show. Um Okay. Which
1: was which was fun. Uh, it was good seeing him. He's a, he's a good, he's a good knife maker. He makes practical stuff that that we tend to that we tend to gravitate toward.
0: Uh huh. Um, so it was fun seeing him there. Hey, they're from uh, they're from Danville, Virginia. I wonder if they know Virgil Kane. <laughs> you know that <laughs> Virgil Kane is my name. <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> that that song. Uh, the night uh, pro bowl Dixie. He, he definitely has a Virginia draw. That's cool. I don't think I've ever met him, but um, he's got uh, that's a, I guess that's an older model, and then on his current page, he's it looks like he well, the top one is the JK twenty nine. It's a neck knife. I like his uh his uh grind. It looks like a full flat grind yep. and nice edges. And that it's it's real practical stuff, you know. I
1: mean, it's yeah the kind of stuff that you like to um. The kind of stuff yeah,
0: that, that works well. It, it, he's got just, a yeah. He's got some really good looking hunting knives. You yep, know yep. the uh, and he's got a, the JK twenty three is a a combat slash survival with a big seven inch blade with a drop point. Mm-hmm. The, the JK eighteen has the the full guard. This one is only guard the twenty three is only guarded on the bottom of the handle, mm-hmm. and then the top of the blade is flat with the top of the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the It has, uh, the JK23 has a drop point shape to it, a 7 inch blade, whereas the other one, um, has a, basically a a big clip point on it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. He's got a, he's got a double edged one, the Scorpion. That, that combat survival knife that
1: he's got is, is just a typical beat it to death type of knife. Of, yeah, you know, like um, very, some of those uh, very clean, swamp rats or types very clean, these types of things. very clean lines. Yeah, you know, just something that you that you can just look at and know that it's going to do real well.
0: Yeah, just go out in the garden and just hack yep. whatever and yep. chop down bushes and trees and Yep, exactly. Yeah, and uh, the other knife I saw uh, over the weekend I was looking at is I sent you a picture of it. Apparently it's Bussy Combat's uh, 20th anniversary, and they're re-releasing some of the old classics. And the the one that caught my eye on their current page is the the Mean Streets, because I I wasn't around when that came out. Um, the first one I was aware of Bussy for was their Badger, and I have one of those, but it is missing somewhere in my house. <laughs> um, but the Mean Street actually looks. Um, Looks like they had a real usable design. Just a, a a drop point hunter with a three and a half inch blade, and it's it's and instead of being like a you know a quarter inch or bigger thick, it's it's uh, I think the specs are like point one one five inches. <coughs> I or think
1: if you so. if you look at that knife up real if you compared that knife, it looks like a uh, a subenza blade. Okay, like the the Chris Reeves sabenza. Uh huh. Not the, not the, uh, two thousand one with the more of the pointy blade, but the one that's more upswept. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's got a, to me, their, their Mean Streets, um, looks like it's got a, I, you know, that looks like something I could get some use out of. Mm-hmm. Cause it, you know, you could skin with it. Um, you probably could, it looks, you probably could, looks, looks, you could probably buy that knife for probably a thousand dollars. Oh, the originals. Yeah. They're selling the new ones. If you, if you get one of the ones that's got the, uh regular uh finish on it so it's like dura coated or whatever they're doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um they uh that one i think that they have like a price in the mid 200s on it which you know for a bussy knife that's actually a reasonable price and then the, they have one that's like satin finished or whatever that's more um but that you know it looks reasonable for for a knife that size with those features it's probably on the pricey end mm-hmm. um but, well
1: the only the only reason it's on the pricey end is because it doesn't have a sheath with it <laughs>
0: yeah you know you you add more uh <laughs> once once again it's you gotta the, add it's the mark you gotta add a, right you gotta add a you know if you get a good sheath um the guy i get um sheaths i, I again i have two bussies i want to give him a plug um armor all leather uh duane I think it's Dwayne Puckett. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. At, at Armour All Leather, he he's left-handed, so he makes left hand left-handed sheaths. But by the time you get one, you're waiting. He's real busy, and you're waiting like six months, and then you're paying, you know, depending on the features, you know, you know, eighty to a hundred bucks extra for the sheath. You know, it's interesting, Dwayne. I've I've gotten a holster.
1: A, 19, a holster for my 1911, a shoulder holster for my 1911 from Duane, and I probably got that. Mm. Well, I'll bet you it's been 15 years. Yeah, he he does some quality work. Yep, yep. good stuff. And you know what? It's interesting. If you were today, if you were a a, a custom, you know, wanting to do something in this realm, a custom, sh- sh- you know, custom sheath making is wide open. You know, there is a lot of call for custom sheets, and there's not a lot of guys that are doing it.
0: Yeah, at least out of the leather, doing really high-quality leather work. Right. You know, um, I'd, I'd agree. There's a, If you want Kydex, I'm going to mention a guy, um, Eli, and it's Godspeed Tactical. Um, you've probably seen some of his stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, he does really, really good, clean Kydex work. So, um you know, if you want a kydex sheath for something and you don't want to bend it yourself and you want something that, like, looks good, um, Eli from Godspeed Tactical makes good stuff. Uh, I went up, uh, into the desert with him, up into, uh, gosh, what's that? Uh, it's, it's right outside of Phoenix, um, Superstition Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the, where, you know, it's rumored to have the Lost Dutchman's gold mine. Right.
2: Is that what you're <laughs> looking people, for?
0: <laughs> no, we we just went up to screw around in the mountains and stuff. Um, we hiked about halfway up and got tired <laughs> and then found a like a little cave type thing and and slept overnight in that. It was awesome. Yeah. Um but he, he does really good uh kydex work and he's a nice guy. Give him my business. Oh nice. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh I those those were a couple knives I saw that, that were neat. You seen anything neat lately, or <laughs> I just came back from the show. everything I saw was neat,
1: oh, so you're kind of overwhelmed, yeah, yeah, everything I saw was neat, like i said the 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 problem with a lot of the stuff that I saw was i I wouldn't be able to use it you know mm-hmm. you 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 can't bring yourself to using something that's uh you know hand rubbed and you know and it costs ten thousand dollars i I just can't. <sighs> Besides the fact that I can't buy something like that, you um, could buy 20 of my hoopties for that exactly <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> but you know what there's I think I've said this a lot of times, we're all in this together and and yeah. just because there's uh, knives that cost that kind of money does not necessarily mean that that uh, they're in a different industry. Mm-hmm. You, you know we're all in the same industry and yeah. there's relationships between custom knife makers and and uh um and the manufacturers you know they do collaborations so that we can get uh blade styles and blade designs that are um that came right out of the custom realm and and then we can then we can buy them and don't feel bad about using them
0: mhm so yeah and then uh let's see Oh, we have a, we have a giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that's, I'll just, uh, I'll tell you how I, how I came to get it. Now, um, nobody's sending me stuff, okay? (laughs) Like, any stuff that shows up on my channel, uh, typically, it's something I bought. Um, You know, occasionally, somebody will send me something, but there's never a a quid pro quo, like, And not many people know about me, so I don't get sent a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, so most of the stuff I show on my channel or that I talk about, I end up having to buy it myself, which is fine. Well, so in May, I got this email from Victorinox, like a spam email that they sent to Knife Nuts, uh, announcing the release of the Victorinox Pro Hunter. And it's it's a, a lockback folder basically uh, typical like like the guys that I hunt with this is pretty much like what they carry you know most of the guys I hunt with are not knife nuts they're just hunting nuts mm-hmm. and so they they'll have like a Gerber folder you know that that matches the design of that um, pro hunter so I was up I took my kids up to Mall of America <laughs> <laughs> because they like the rides and stuff. You know, quick, and, uh, quick question: How far is that from you? It's it's about three hours. Oh, that's not so bad, right? And the and the, the thing is, like, uh, I get on Priceline the day of, uh, and I I I can get a hotel room like right by there at a really nice place for like fifty bucks. Oh, sweet! So um, our school started two weeks before Labor Day this year, which is stupid. Like, there's a state law that says they can't start school till Labor Day, but every single um, school jurisdiction, like most of them, get some sort of a waiver. Yeah. Which Uh, which aggravates me. Our state has that. You can't start school before Labor Day weekend. Do they give them waivers?
2: I
1: don't know, because a lot of people started school today here. uh, Everybody up here started school today.
0: Well... And so, so this year um, they started two weeks early, and of course that screws up our state fair um, because this, the kids that would normally be going there or or working there are back at school, and so the crowd is less, and it's just a big, big hassle. It also takes two weeks out of our meager tourism, right. you know.
1: Well, and that's and, and so, that's why they that's why they did that here was because of that.
0: Yeah, and it ends up costing us money, and then we get the kids back in school, and last week it was like a 100 degrees every day, so they they had an early out every single day at like 1, so it got to be Friday, and I'm like, screw this, this is stupid, I'm taking my kid to Mall of America, and we're going to ride rides and screw around, and, and mm-hmm. that's what we did, so up there they have a Victorinox store, and uh I was walking through and I saw it and I'm like, "Mm, I bet it's pricey. But as I was walking by, I saw they had the jig and uh, all of the tools and everything to make a Victorinox knife. So I stopped in and I started asking about it and they're like, yeah, we'll make you a Spartan. And I said, really? And they're like, yeah. So they, they right in front of me made a Victorinox Spartan and I they let me film it so it's up on my YouTube channel now. Now, Can you, can you choose the blade styles you want in there? No, it's a it's a Victorinox sparkle. Okay, so it's the same um, one that I'm carrying right now. Yeah, but um the the reason this is special is they had initially when they got it, they, they had all kinds of different scales and colors of scales and things that that they that they'd make for you. And by the time I got there they were all out and they need to be resupplied by Victorinox. Um, and it's the it's the only place in the United States, according to the manager of the store, where you can go and and see them actually being made. That's and so I thought that was really cool. That's very that's very cool. And then uh, the other reason I stopped in there is I had a a little bit of a disappointment with that multi tool that I bought. I bought that Victorinox RS, which is the their like search and rescue mm-hmm. model or whatever. And I thought it was going to be like lighter weight and stuff. And it, it's gotta be the biggest, heaviest, clunkiest multi-tool I've ever had my hand on. <laughs> it's like, it's like twice as big as the spirit. And so I, I ended up breaking down and getting a spirit up there. And then I saw the Pro Hunter and I got that. Um, but the Pro Hunter, I'm gonna, uh, do a, a quick little video review and then we can send that out as a giveaway. Um, so we talked about, some some things we do for that one is you got to be over 18 because i'm not sending a knife to a 16 year old kid and then getting in trouble right um wise idea right and then uh we talked about uh they we want them to be podcast subscribers and there's not really a way we can verify that but it'd be cool if you were a podcast subscriber um and then uh, register for the Knife Journal forums, which is free. Um, podcast is free. And then I've never plugged my YouTube channel, but if you want, go on YouTube and look up average Iowa guy. That's my YouTube channel. So if you, if you could subscribe to that, that'd be cool too. Uh, and, uh, we'll have a thread on, uh, knife journal forums um about the giveaway and in a few weeks we'll just choose somebody at random in there and we'll send you a victorinox pro hunter well that's pretty awesome that is that is pretty awesome and and
1: uh and you know your videos you have a lot of good videos up there so people will enjoy them
0: and say don't get the idea that it's all knife related
1: (laughs) yeah because it's not there's cooking stuff on there and there's bread
0: making and yeah outdoorsy stuff and it's basically it's a it's uh well i told you this i started it uh there was this uh program called uh malcolm douglas in the bush and he's this like uh well he was he died in a car crash but he was this like mid-60s uh australian guy and he would go all over australia and uh go and meet different people and he did all kinds of like adventure type stuff, and he had a, a a produced TV show for that, and you can you can actually find that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So one day, this is before I even had a YouTube channel, I was watching that, and I said, "Wow, this guy like does the same kind of stuff that I do, and like uh, he kind of reminds me of my grandpa." And I said, "Geez, it'd be so cool if I had like some video of my grandpa doing all this monkey business that I do." And then I, the next very next thought that popped into my head is well, there's no video of me doing this for my kids and grandkids. So I said, well, you know, maybe I should start videotaping some of that. And it basically kind of took off from there. And it's it's basically uh, just a life channel. So this stuff that I'm interested in goes up there. Um, you know, how-to videos on, like, if I get a wild hare and want to make a Yukon-style wood-burning stove, like, i've got a video on that up there i've got all kinds of stuff but anyway enough 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 about it just check it out um don't don't expect it to be completely knife related but there's a lot 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 of backwoods type uh trekking and adventure and just different stuff that i'm interested in from time to time cool cool and then what we figure about a couple weeks we'll give that yeah a couple weeks maybe a month we'll see you know it'd be cool if we had uh 25 or 30 people to choose from at random in the in the in the thread there right and when you do all those things you probably ought to drop us an email yeah um podcast at knife com.
1: yep that'd be great and then we can then that way there we can keep track of you too and yep. figure out who to give it give it away to
0: that's pretty awesome yeah. So, what else is new? Any news in the knife world? You know about?
1: Uh, uh, not off the top of my head, but like I said, <laughs> my head is kind of fuzzy today, so I'm not thinking real clear. We'll have to do this again in a couple of days when I'm when I wake up.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you you need some time to process the uh, the whole usual suspects network gathering. You know, you know it was phenomena. the it was
1: the fifth year that they had
0: done that. And uh,
1: it was, like I said, it was pretty damn impressive. Um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, Vegas this time of year is uh, hot. So you literally, you don't spend much time (laughs) outside.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not an outdoors time. Uh -uh. (laughs) You know, as opposed to the SHOT Show, which in
1: January, it's, or January, February this year. I don't remember which one it is.
0: Excuse
2: me.
1: January or February, it's pretty it can get cold at night
0: in the desert hmm. and uh that'd be cool to to sneak away from that show and there's tons of public land around there hmm it gives me ideas <laughs> are we well, going I'm,
1: to that or <laughs> oh i'm 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 going i know i am yeah i'm going I'll I'll try to to go. i try to go i can... try to go every year that's i've not i don't think i've missed one I think the only reason I missed them was because I was overseas. I think I missed three or four of them, but that was... No, I'm yawning. And, I, and so it's not... Um, but it's, it, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal show. And it's just for... It's not for the general public. So it's yeah. it's dealers that are selling... Or it's just uh, companies that are selling to their dealers and their distributors. And, uh, and so the only people... The only way you can get in there is if you are a dealer and you have a store, mm-hmm. or if you are in the in the um, uh, media business. Mm-hmm. And so that's been... Uh, or, or I think there's military buyers that are there, too, that, that go to that. But that's about it. I mean, it's... And mm-hmm. they, they hold you pretty... I mean, you have to show proof that
0: you're in the media. Oh, we were talking about manufacturers and YouTube yeah. and stuff. And they, this is this is why i have stayed away um apparently there's a lot of like um youtube channels that will like have the audacity to call a manufacturer and say hey give me a free knife yep and i'll do a review on it and stuff and it, and I, I was i heard a story that from this one manufacturer that they'd get like 10 calls a day from YouTube guys like, begging, begging for knives and stuff. That's and I just, exactly correct. You know, my, my channel is not for that. My channel is for stuff that I'm interested in. Um, it's not, it's not a review channel. It's not a, or whatever channel, but, um, well, here's the, here's the problem with it. There's no upside for them.
1: There's nothing old, but bad things that can, that can happen. Uh, and then, and then then they totally have to, you know, go on the, on the, uh, on the defensive and it it just, there's no, there's no real upside for them to, to do that.
0: Well, um, I can see, I can see their point. Um, you know, I think the, the thing I would say is don't give away any knives, um, if you can avoid it. Um, but, uh, you know, the reviews are gonna happen whether they give the knives away or not. Exactly. You know, and and here's 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 something about YouTube um, that I think a lot of manufacturers and uh, you know people that are trying to sell stuff miss. Let's say you send me a knife, okay, and I'm I and you I'm gonna write about your knife in blade or in tactical knives or in SWAT or in in one of these publications. And I like the knife, so I write an article about how I like the knife. Okay, it goes into to SWAT or blade or tactical knives, and it's on the newsstands for a month. Okay, after it's off the newsstands, it's in the garbage, or it's on somebody's shelf. So you really have, for sending a knife or paying for a review, which I, I understand some companies do, and they'll pay like, to get their product on the cover of X magazine. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Once you spend that money, as soon as it's off the newsstands, that money is gone. Right. The thing about YouTube is, um, if somebody does a review on there, that's a durable thing that doesn't go away. Right. And it's like years and years and years potentially of having either a positive or a negative review out there. Exactly. You know, so I think if you if I was a manufacturer and I was stuck between paying um 30,000 bucks to get my uh AR15 variant on the cover of a magazine or sending my um at cost $1,000 modified AR15 to somebody who has a big fancy channel with a lot of subscribers um I think I would send it to the YouTube guy. Uh and ask for it back at the end. Say, take a look at it, see if you like it, tell us the things that are good, tell us the things that are bad. And either way, it's a it's a durable review that's gonna be out there for like years. hmm And so spend a thousand dollars like there's I have videos that are stupid little videos that have a hundred and twenty thousand views. Mm-hmm. Right? And and again I buy all my own stuff, but mm-hmm. I have videos with a hundred and twenty thousand views. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how, how many? Do you think they are gonna? One hundred and twenty thousand people are gonna look at that magazine and like know what is on there.
1: Well, what's the you know, uh,
0: what's the uh, depends on the uh, obviously depends
1: on the magazine, right? Um, one of the things that that the problem is that there's a lot of chimpanzees on YouTube. Mm. Oh my gosh! And so, and so, you have and no so as a manufacturer, you kind of have to. You really have to sort through the the minutia to figure out who's. And you know what? There's a bazillion YouTube videos. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I you know I wouldn't even yeah. know begin to know how many there are. So, <clears throat> you know, there was a while back that everybody was sending stuff to the cra- the quote unquote crazy Russian. I guess yeah, the his.
0: FPS guy. Yeah,
1: I guess that. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's if he's still even out there now.
0: They had some some problem, like some death or something. I, I don't well, remember I think the whole story, I, but somebody his partner got schwacked.
1: Yeah, that's right. Or something, you know, for whatever. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that it, ever got resolved.
0: Yeah. Well, at, at any rate, but, but I think, um, you know, if you have a, if if I was a manufacturer, I would I would look at most people nowadays that are nuts like us watch youtube and have some have some channels that they subscribe to and trust if i was a manufacturer i would look through my channels and and figure out which guys are reasonable and which ones aren't right and then you know see see if 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 they want to take something on a loan say right you know and um but but that's only if i was going to try to pay to have a review which i i think is a whole nother whole nother um can of worms and it's it's something that i've kind of tried to avoid because um for me again that youtube channel is not for uh it's not a review channel and it's not it, and anything i put on there i'm not going to put anything on there that i don't um believe in and that i don't you know personally use and personally like um i i i do have a uh one negative review that i did and it's not even negative i just pointed out some some problems that i saw with a particular knife <laughs> and their fanboys found it oh yeah yep. <laughs> it's that one it's that particular that one 400 hundred dollar knife that i showed you that i was kind of peeved about that right. i bought before i knew like the whole story right 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 um but you know so if if i buy something and i don't like it i'll say it on there right um but i you know if if you get into that thing where people are sending you stuff well the
1: other and thing you too, kind of feel it,
0: obligated to say nice things about well, it it's
1: the other thing yeah. too that's kind of interesting about the whole thing is is it's so um so uh, so subjective yeah. yeah i mean it it's it's really it doesn't really matter if something fits your hand doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fit my hand if you know if if i if I want to buy something because I like the guy that made it, um, that's a different. That's a whole other realm. Uh, I mean, then that's the whole yeah. fanboy thing that you got going on. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's going to like that. I mean, if you if you take out the stardom and the fan the fandom out of the play, and you just hand people certain knives that don't that are not in the industry, they don't know who these people are. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many of them think that oh, that's a Klingon knife. <laughs> Or, <laughs> yeah or or they i mean they wouldn't know that they wouldn't know that there's you know this knife yeah. looks this way and there's a it, they all sell out very quickly
0: because there's this huge following you know yeah it, yeah there's there's a lot that goes into the decision of buying um gear and equipment and stuff like that and that's that's one thing whenever whenever i talk about something on on youtube i try to try to give the reasoning behind it less so than, I think this knife is cool, it's yeah. the coolest thing ever, and, like, I could go chop down ten trees and, like, kill Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't do stuff like that. I'll say, this is why I bought it, this is why I like it. Um, You know, and I'll, I try to tell everybody, and it's right there on my main thing, I'm not an expert in this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like... You can't really take what I'm saying and and think that that's like you know in, it comes with any kind of credibility at all. Right. Well, just just the fact that you like it. I mean, that's the
1: that ends up being the whole thing. Is just you just like it. it you yeah. Can't, maybe you can uh, um, maybe you can tell me why you like it. Maybe mm-hmm. you can't because sometimes knives are funny if they. I mean, typically they have to do a couple things. They have to cut. <laughs> number that's, 1 that's the first number and one foremost thing. they have to function. Cut. Yeah, they have to cut. And and they have to not cut you. <laughs> yeah, you have to be that's, able to use them. <laughs> that's probably the the number 1 and the number 2 thing about knives. That one they have to cut and number 2 they have to not cut you or hurt mm-hmm. you in the process. And and usually if you get a knife that meets those two
0: criteria you're you're definitely heading in the right direction, <laughs> right? Well, and then and then it, there's a there's a certain factor that, you, you know, I'm I'm like you, I'm a knife user, and most of the stuff I have has a very very specific use and and function. Mm-hmm. But but there are, again, there are still knives that that trip my trigger that I know I'd have no conceivable use for, you know, and and I try to I try to confess to that ahead of time. <laughs> you know, but, um, well,
1: it was, it was kind of funny because the whole hollow handle knife thing came up. Uh, I was talking to, uh, uh, Tony at, at Microtech mm-hmm. and, uh, he's a, he's a Jimmy Lyle fan and mm. yeah, he likes those knives and he likes, uh, um, oh, what the heck is the other guy? Anyway, um, I'm, I'm talking to Tony and Hank Martin and, uh, Tony is a is a big fan of hollow handle knives also, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were talking about the one piece hollow handle knife thing and the forging of the blade and and um, and then there was some chatter about maybe Hank and Tony doing some kind of a collaboration, uh, maybe having Tony hand grind some of the Martin knives oh, blades. Cool. Uh, and do you know a, you know a limited run just to, just to keep his hands, and then there was a couple other hollow handle knives that we'll talk about at a later date that that he I think he'd like to make and hmm. uh, so it was it was kind of interesting uh, you know I, I think all of us are we're, we laugh we're kind of closet hollow handle knife people
0: yeah. but right.
1: uh, um, it i I get a kick about it every time I hear another person get on that. Well, you know, I really like them, but you know, it's it's hard to admit that you really like them until somebody yeah. else in front of
0: you admits that they like them too. Right. It's kind of a you know, it's just it's just kind of a cool factor thing, and we've all been beat over the head that we shouldn't like them because of X, Y, and Z, but we like them.
1: Yep, we like you them know. anyways. It doesn't matter.
0: Um, it doesn't but, matter. Uh, <clears throat> you know, getting getting back just briefly on. Uh, You know, YouTube channels that I watch, I think I have, like, 20 subscriptions, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of them um, that I've actually taken some of his reviews and bought stuff um, based on his review is, and uh, people are going to laugh, because he's fairly controversial. It's nut and fancy. N-U-T-N fancy. And he was a military guy, uh, and... uh, I think Why? he was Air Force. He flew a tanker. Why is he controversial? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think if you... Well, one thing is, is if you have, like, over 360,000 subscribers, um, you have a big target on your back, you mm-hmm. know, and you're going to get haters. And the the other thing is, um, you know, if that many people are watching your videos, he's got, like... Uh, it's like a hundred million video views or something. It's crazy or wow. even more than that. but you know if enough, if that many people have watched your videos, that's like most of the population of the United States or a big chunk of it that are ever going to watch YouTube have mm-hmm. seen his videos, and I think you're just going to find some people that you're going to rub the wrong way-
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and so I think um that and uh he's he's very he has very strong opinions about stuff. Um, But the thing I like about his reviews is if he does a review of a piece of gear, he's actually used it, Mm -hmm. you know, and he will give you good, good reasons why, um, good reasons why a piece of gear fits for him. You know, it's not like, oh, check this flashlight out. It's so badass. And look at the jimping on the, you know, blah. It's, you know, so he's, he's more of a function guy than a form guy, I would say. Um, but he has some serious haters <laughs> Yeah. and, and that's just the way that just comes with the territory. Um, you know, I, I only have like all, I think t- as of this podcast, like 2,400 and some subscribers or whatever, but even, even with that little of a subscriber base, like. Every once in a while you'll get a troll or you'll say something that somebody really doesn't like and then they'll they'll pester you <laughs> right but ima- imagine well, if I, if it was like literally a hundred times if I had more than a hundred times as many subscribers as I do then you're gonna get a, some serious people like you know coming after you but he's you know he seems like a reasonable guy and the recommendations of, of stuff of his that I've watched and bought. Um, have been like spot on the money. Well, it,
1: it makes me wonder, you know, those guys have a tremendous, have tremendous marketing potential. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder, uh, what stops you from slipping into the, you know, hey, if I mention you on my channel, you're gonna get X number, X, Y, and Z is gonna happen. Um, well, and... I mean, I know, I know that there's companies that are holding off, uh, They've stopped him from launching a particular YouTube, a particular video because they cannot keep up with demand. Oh yeah. So they're so they're gearing up to meet demand so that this positive review is going to come out and and a particular company is going to sell the hell out of something. I mean, I, I have a I have kind of an issue with that, but
0: well, and that's that's the point. That's why I don't I don't pursue any of that stuff, and I'm I try, I'm trying to stay away from that. Is it it gets it gets to the point where am i am i reviewing something and saying good things about it because I really have it and use it and like it or am I reviewing it and saying good things about it because um they're gonna you know give me something in return right and and to and, me, and it, i I'd rather pay for it and buy it myself and then
2: well even if even my credibility intact. even
0: if you pay for it and buy it yourself and
1: and a company says, "Hey, you—if you're gonna—I know you're gonna give me a positive review on this, but I am not geared up to manufacture and take the full peak of this when you when you release that video. Can you hold off on it so I can gear up for that? And I'm not sure—I—it's—it's it, it's probably nothing wrong with it, but it kind of sounds dirty." You know what I'm saying? And when I say dirty, I mean like, you know, I don't mean dirty, dirty like they're doing something wrong. But it just sounds a little bit quid pro Mm, quo-ish. Yeah, and and, and you know it's not because he's not getting anything out of it except for the amount of views. But I don't know. There's just something about that uh, that sounds kind of, you know... Just I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe
0: I'm all wet. Maybe it doesn't really matter. One well, does, and we we should say um, we don't. I mean, I don't I don't have any proof of that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not
1: saying him, but it, there is proof of that that
0: that exists. Yeah, maybe with some but, other channels or something. You know, who knows? But but in, in the industry, I would I would say that uh, there 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 is an effect when when if if he mentions something they're going to they're going to sell a whole crap load of it like right, right away
1: and so and is there's is there something wrong with me saying is there something wrong with me saying well hey why don't you wait on this for a minute so i can yeah. gear up so that i so that i can meet the demand the minute you launch it yeah um, i don't know i,
0: I mean, is I, that I don't know what is to that ethical that.
1: i don't know and that becomes the big que- that becomes the question does it
0: well, I think it would probably rub some people the wrong way. Um, to me, I don't, I don't have an opinion one way or another. Um, but if if that is going on, then it kind of, kind of makes it look like, hey, you know, maybe there, maybe there is something behind right. the scenes happening, and right. and that's that's why I've tried to stay away from, from becoming a review channel, um, or from from that sort of thing because. To me, my it, it's 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 a channel that's for my kids. Number one, right. and number two, uh, you know, people are rapidly figuring out my real name. All right, and I have another business, like, and I have another profession. And if the if I sully my reputation in one, it could affect the other. Right, you know. And so, that's my
1: and that's my point. You know, I've always taken the stance that that even if you're not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. and, but it could be construed as imp- improper. Then mm-hmm. don't do it.
2: Right. And that's, and, that's kind of what i kind of the, the way
1: I've always taken this is, is that, um, if it looks like it's dirty, don't do it. Mm-hmm. E- even if it's not, even if it's totally on the up and up, if it looks like it's dirty, don't do it. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so when, when I hear stories in, in I've been around for a long time. When I hear stories of somebody that's saying, you know, hey, can you hold off on that v- review until I'm geared up to to meet your demand, and he says yes or she says yes, um,
0: I it, it just looks dirty. Doesn't mean yeah. it is, e- but it even just, if it isn't, yeah, yeah. So it just looks dirty. yeah, it's just it's about the appearance and stuff. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I i uh i've been a subscriber of his since um since i started my youtube channel actually mm-hmm. uh, and i i picked my uh first flashlight the phoenix l d twenty based off of one of his reviews and um that flashlight died and is now lost in my house somewhere and i just upgraded to the one that you suggested and i have a video on that actually
2: oh did you um, really
0: yeah i did i i upgraded and uh over the weekend, I went out uh, hiking and I found this massive oak tree, and it, I, I put the oak tree in the video. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I, I guess that would be my take on the whole YouTube phenomenon: is try to find try to find reasonable people that that if they review something, they're gonna at least have a have a have a reasonable thing to say like if they don't like something they'll give the reason why and be reasonable about it
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and um as far as controlling the outcome it, again that that kind of strikes me is is not being all that ethical right you know, like if 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 they're not if manufacturers are not wanting to send out gear because they only want to get positive reviews you know that to me is the other side of that dirty coin.
1: Well, I, I think I think the the only reason they don't they don't do that is because it's it's not necessarily that they can't control they it's just that when they don't know the kind of person that they're sending the knife to right, or they're sending yeah. the product to and it mm-hmm. could be like you're sending something out and it ends up in the hands of the the hockey mask guy that that his the end of it is the knife is broken no matter what. Oh yeah, that guy
0: that 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 guy that he's... had those videos. <laughs> those are awesome. I
1: don't even it,
0: know if they're still around. But no, I think his channel closed. But it, it, let me just uh, fill in our listeners. There there was this guy, and he, he's pretty famous for the um, for his reviews. And uh, it'd just it'd just be him in his basement, and it was like this grungy, nasty, nasty basement. And he'd have uh, a knife from a thing, and he wore a. He wore, like, a welding mask or a hockey mask and then, like, a full welder's outfit with the gloves and everything so you couldn't see who it was. Because I think he was trying to protect his identity or whatever. But um, he would get these knives and then uh, you'd see this poor little knife. (laughs) You know, every time I saw it, it was like watching a horror show. Yeah, because you couldn't couldn't look away. You just, yeah, basically just,
1: the knife ended up the same way all the time. Yeah, he'd, like, smash it. Yeah, yeah, he
0: would smash them and like take welders' torches to them and just do all this. Horror, chop them through concrete blocks and stuff, um, just just to see what kind of abuse they could take. Which <laughs> to me that makes absolutely no sense. But but it was such a creepy thing watching those knives just get trashed by this guy in a in a, a crazy outfit. You know. Yeah. I mean that's that's what Jim was was talking yep, to. Yep.
1: Yep. And it's and it's kind of a funny. I mean. When your knife, when you are when you build a knife and you spend a lot of time uh, designing it, and you and you see it ending up on his on his page, you kind of get creeped out by that whole thing too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because there's no
0: uh, there's no there's no upside to it. Right, and there's how how are you going to say that that's a a valid review of a knife? You can't,
1: you can't. And right. that's the whole, that's the whole thing. You just absolutely can't. Um, there's no, um, like I said, there's no upside to it. Your knife yeah. ends up broke, you know, the knife that you spent a bunch of time in it. And no matter, no matter how the the image that people will see is your knife broke. Mm-hmm. That becomes the, that becomes the issue.
0: Um, and I yeah, think cuz cuz he's going to test it to failure. Yeah.
1: And yeah. there well, is it's a, not even there's testing. a failure. There's yeah. no there's no You know a test is? When you do a test on something,
0: Mhm.
1: You, you design the test so that you have an outcome. Right? Right? I mean there's you're 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 testing it to see if it's supposed to meet the functionality of the product. Right. Correct? Right. Well, yeah. Well, if and, I take and, a if I take a freaking car and I test to see if it flies, <laughs> well, guess what? It's gonna fail. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. If yeah. I if I take you to and test you as a human being, like I would test a fish to see if how long it will swim underwater, eventually you'll die because you can't <laughs> live underwater for any period of time without right. without air. Right. And and that's the whole. That's what he does is he takes a knife and he tests. So it's not even it's not even a valid test. So calling it a test is. Is, is probably an insult to scientists that are trying to
0: do real tests. Right. (laughs) You know? Because it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's. He he just basically trashes them to failure. He just sees what the failure point is. Exactly. Exactly. Trashing
1: it to failure. And that's, and that's basically all it is. And it'd be just like no different than taking a car and, you know, driving it off a bridge and seeing if it's going to fly before it hits the water. And then when it hits the water, see how long it can last as a submarine. Yeah. And see and see how how long the occupants can live in the process. You know. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just silliness. And to me, I look at those as a total waste of time because in the end, all you do is remember that the knife broke. Yeah. You don't know at what point in time. You don't know if he was hitting it harder or less hard.
0: Or, yeah. There's you know. there's no validity to the testing. There's it's not like it's controlled. You know. Right. I, no matter what you say, you're not going to be able to convince me that that everything was in a controlled environment and right. all those sorts of exactly. things. So I see the point. And anyway, it was just it was like uh, watching a horror movie, mm-hmm. basically.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I I probably saw two of his reviews, and I never went back just because I, it was just such a well, you, horrible. <laughs> you know how every
1: one of them is going to end,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> and know, it, nobody,
1: none of them come out alive,
0: right? And I you don't know? like the. I, I just don't like the abuse of tools like that.
1: I, I never got any material. I never got any anything out of those that were that made me want to not buy or buy something because you have nothing to. No, yeah. You have nothing to judge it by.
0: No, and, yeah. But
1: knife's gonna fail. It does, you don't know how much more abuse one takes than another. You don't know. There's just no. There's just
0: all it is is just somebody just screwing around. Yeah, just to clarify, that's not Nut and Fancy's channel. That's no, no, other, no, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the hockey mask it, guy. Yeah, I don't but, remember what that was called. But. Yeah, I don't remember either, but it, it, I think he closed it down. Because it, it, it seems like he closed it down or something. There was some controversy or something. Or maybe somebody figured out who the guy behind the hockey mask is. Yeah, that could be um, too. But, uh, yeah, the I, I'd say there are reasonable ones and there are unreasonable ones. And you just kind of have to watch and know who you're, know who you're getting your recommendations from. Right. Uh, truly, truly important. Anything else? Not really. I think I'm going to go to bed. Okay. So everybody, (laughs) this is, (laughs) we're at the end of, uh, our podcast number four, episode number four. Um, you can send us, uh, emails, comments, uh, podcast at knife And we'll try to answer them if we can. And, uh, How's the forum coming do we have that stuff up and running yes the...
1: actually I do
0: I uh, I did that in my spare time
1: when I was at the show okay um, which was which was a good thing I put up a, uh, uh, a a category with three actually I'll put up another one today um, that's got that has three sub um, sub-forums in it one for each one of the, one, one for each one of the, of the podcasts. Um, and, uh, I see we actually have some, some, uh, feedback in, in there. Oh, I got to get on there. Yep. Um, there's three, it's, it's called, uh, KJ podcast and there's, uh, well, there's this one. Yep. There's, there's an episode one, which was the long one
0: has, uh, has uh, two threads in it. Okay. Well, I'll go check that out later today. Everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, we didn't drone on too long, and uh, we'll try to get an episode out in a couple more days. Yep, yep, because we're
1: just having just a couple of guys having some chatting time about knives. And knives stuff and, that we like. and
0: stuff that comes up. <laughs>
1: yeah, and stuff that we like and stuff yeah. that we like. And uh, yeah. remember, send us emails at uh, uh, podcast at com. Um, check out the knife journal um, multimedia magazine because that's uh the next up ep- the next issue of that's coming out here shortly uh, mm-hmm. we're in the process of working on that and uh, and then join us on the forums because everything else is dull
0: <laughs> that's right <laughs> and uh, keep your knives sharp and your friends
2: sharper there you go <laughs> sounds good okay All right. talk to you soon Kyle yep bye